Got your Bible, Genesis 7th chapter, and I, the Lord's been messing with my mind and messing with how I do business lately. I had a beautiful message figured out, and then late yesterday, the Lord changed my beautiful message to another beautiful message. Amen. But God knows who's coming, who's going, who needs to hear what, and I just trust God. Amen. In all things, I'm leaning on Him. I'm not leaning on my own understanding. Amen. So I want to preach today what the Lord has laid upon my heart. Genesis 7 and 13. In the self-same day entered Noah and Shem and Ham and Japheth, the sons of Noah and Noah's wife and the three wives of his sons with them into the ark. They and every beast after his kind and all the cattle after their kind and every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth after his kind and every fowl after his kind, every bird of every sort. And they went in unto Noah into the ark, two and two of all flesh, wherein is the breath of life, or all the ones that breathed with lungs. And they that went in, went in male and female of all flesh as God had commanded him and the Lord, everybody say the Lord. The Lord Lord shut him in. Amen. I want to preach for a little while from this title. The door is still open. Amen. Set your Bibles down. I need some prayer warriors to help me pray right now. And why don't you lift your hands and your voices to God. And let's ask him to help us right now. In the name of Jesus, we pray, God. Come on. Come on, why don't you pray some mercy down right now. Hallelujah. We love you, God. 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 Come on, if it's appropriate, join up with somebody next to you. Come on, I need the Holy Ghost to help me today. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Oh, God, we need your help. We need you to reach our lost loved ones today. Reach this city, God. Turn it upside down. God, don't let bitterness get in people's spirit. Don't let them go to hell over stupid stuff, God. I pray mercy upon every soul, God. I pray mercy upon this church. I pray mercy upon our families, our friends, our neighbors, our communities, God. Hallelujah. Come on, why don't you clap your hands to the Lord together. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Thank you for standing. You can be seated. Now, everybody say, the door's still open. Amen. Praise God. If you're here today, the door is still open. Amen. The story about Noah and the ark that he built is so... uh, well-known, they probably every three-year-old that goes to Sunday school can tell you the story. Amen. But there's so many things in it that are interesting to me. But the most important part of this story is that it is a story about salvation. Everybody say salvation. 
There was a planned judgment that was to come upon humanity. But at the same time, there was a planned escape for the righteous. If you want to know what mercy really is, amen, in a nutshell, I could say this. That when, when judgment is planned for our earth, there's also a plan for salvation. And that's about as simple as it gets that God is going to make a way. Amen. God's going to pave a way where everybody can be saved if they want to. Amen. And I got a job today to preach and I hope you'll understand and I hope you'll bear with me. And at the end of this service, I hope everybody's ready to get on the ark or on the ark or on the way on the ark. Or got their mind made up. We got to make it to heaven. Hallelujah. Amen. This salvation story has got some very exact details. Amen. Exact details. Not sketchy details. Praise God. The word of God is not sketchy or it's not, there's no gray areas. It's not up to your own decision or how you want to read the scripture or how you want to uh, perceive it or how you want to wrestle it or whatever you want to do with it. I'm telling you, the Bible is very precise. Amen. It is very exact. Amen. It wasn't details that a church board would vote on. Praise God. They didn't have a board meeting and say, how do we want to build this ark? What color do you want it? How long do you want it? How tall? Do you? It wasn't like that. God gave the details to a man and the man built the ark. Amen. And then people had to make their mind up. We're going to get on the ark or we're not going to get on the ark. Hey, I come to preach to you. I hope, I pray, I believe, I'm begging today. Uh, that, Amen. That somewhere in people's mind today, they quit reasoning within them own selves. And they say, let me just open up the word of God and just do exactly what it says. Amen. Not what this denomination said or this denomination or that one or whoever, or this priest or this. Amen. The Pope ain't the leader. Jesus is the leader. Amen. And this is the book that we go by. We're not going to add to it. We're not going to take away. An angel ain't going to make me write a new book. I said an angel, if it appears from heaven telling us any other thing, a different way to build the ark, we're going to say, no, we've already got the details of how this works. Come on, let's love Jesus right now. Hallelujah. Amen. The details were God-breathed. Praise God. I said they were God-breathed, which means we don't get to decide how to, how to get on the ark. We don't get to decide how to make heaven. Amen. God breathed the words into the man. I want it like this. See, well, I don't think God cares. I, I, I know God cares. Don't go to hell thinking God don't care about details. God does care about details. Uh, amen. He don't tell us things for us to not do it. Uh, amen. He said build it 300 cubits long. Praise God. That don't mean 280 or 320. 
It means 300. Amen. That was 450 feet long. Why did God say 450 foot long? I don't know. But if God said it, why don't we just do it? Praise God. Well, y'all missing the amen corner? Are they sick today? Are y'all going? This will be good training for you right now. Why don't you become the amen corner? Hey, praise God. Let's do it like God said. He said, I want it 450 feet long. I want it 75 feet wide. I want it 45 foot tall. I want it three stories. I want it pitched within and I want it pitched without. Well, I want a very precise, exact, and plain details. Amen. Salvation to the carnal mind never makes sense. Praise God, the carnal mind wants to argue why 450 feet. Let me tell you about the carnal mind. It's enmity against God. A carnal mind that has not been praying is an enemy against God. It goes against the will of God. It goes against the wisdom of God. Praise God. Amen. To the carnal mind, salvation seems like it's overboard or it's overkill. The things that you're preaching about is, is more than is required. You know what? That's a carnal mind. And the natural man cannot discern the things of God. It'll never make sense to your brain right here. And that's why I'm not going to preach to your brain today. I'm going to preach to your heart today. And I'm going to tell you that God is preparing a way for us to obtain salvation. Don't think your way through it. Don't analyze your way through it. Just do it. Hallelujah. Come on, let's love Jesus together. Amen. The natural man will argue with everything that God's going to do. Amen. But this is why here we are in the last days. That's why we got to quit arguing against the word of God and trying to push against the word of God. If there ever was a day you just need to submit to God. I'm telling you today is the day we need to submit Amen. When rebellion is running rampant in our world. And our world is totally upside down and confused. Amen. And literally to them wrong is right. And literally to them right is wrong. A preacher preaching against homosexuality to them is wrong. Hey, I'm telling you, we are on the precipice uh, of the coming of the Lord. Uh, If ever we needed to get our heart right, uh, today is the day to get right. Come on, everybody in the house, lift your hands to the Lord. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Man, why? Did they need an ark? Tell you why they needed an ark? The Bible tells us, because God said, Behold, 
I, even I, do bring a flood of waters upon the earth to destroy all flesh. Wherein is the breath of life from under heaven and everything that is in the earth shall die. But with thee will I establish my covenant and thou shalt come into the ark, thou and thy sons and thy wife and thy son's wife with thee. Amen. Let me tell you why they needed an ark. Because there was judgment coming. Praise God. Not because they needed a fishing boat. But it's because judgment was coming. Amen. Listen to the difference. God makes a covenant with the people that get on the ark. And he destroys everyone that don't get on the ark. That's why you need an ark. He makes a covenant. I'm going to bless you. I'm going to help you. I'm going to be with you to everybody that gets on the ark. And to everybody that says, I don't think it takes all that, uh, is going to perish it with judgment. Uh, that's why you ought to take a little time uh, and make up your mind and get your family by the hand and say, we've got to get on the ark. Uh, amen. I, I heard people say, do you really think God would allow everybody to suffer? Do, do you really think God would allow people to be lost for eternity? And here's my answer to that. Yeah, I do. Because I read the book. Amen. I said, yes, I do. Because I read his book. Amen. He don't want anybody lost. The Bible said he's not willing that any should perish. You know what that means? It's not his will that anybody would be drowned and then die. That nobody would be tormented in sin and go to hell and be lost. It's not his will for that to happen. But will he let it happen? Oh, yeah, he will. Why, why do you think people at the end of time would be spared from fire when the old world was not spared from the flood? Are we a better people than those people? Are our sinners better than their sinners? Hey, it's time to get our thinking cap on right and understand God is coming back. God means business. Hallelujah. Amen. The beautiful mercies of God are very apparent in this story. By making a way of escape. Praise God. He always makes a way of escape. So if we are lost, it's not because God is bad. If we burn for eternity, it ain't because God is mean. It's because we made a decision, I don't want to get up in that ark. Hey, I'm going to preach to you. It's decision time. Uh, I said it's decision time. You're either going to be sinners or we're going to get on the ark. We're either... Hallelujah, hallelujah. Amen, I want to take advantage of salvation. Amen, the sad part of this story is nobody bought into Noah's preaching except for his family. For years he's building an ark. 
And people are walking by and they're looking at it. The problem is it's never rained before. So it's kind of hard to preach a story about a flood coming. And if you don't get on this ark, you're going to die. Humanity can't connect the dots sometimes. You know what they were doing? They were thinking with their own minds. They were thinking with their own understanding. Noah, I hear you. I hear you preaching that a flood's coming. And you're saying, I got to get on that or I'm not going to be saved. But I just ain't getting it because I've never seen it rain. I've got a ditch in front of my house and I've never seen water in it. I understand. I know you're passionate. I feel what you're talking about. But I just don't think it takes all that. Help us, God. Come on, I'm reaching for a soul right now. Why don't you pray that conviction is going to fall in this place? In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, we need your help in this place, God. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Oh, yes, God. Hallelujah. Amen. The preaching of Noah fell upon deaf ears for many, many years. Some people say 120 years. Amen. I don't know exactly how long people may debate it, but I just know uh, maybe if you've been up to the new church and you've seen the slab, it's 150 feet long. the, The ark was 450 feet. It would be three times as long as that slab is. It was five foot wider. It would be three stories high and a man with a saw in his hand, it would take him a little time to build that thing. You know, you say, why, why would God do that? Let me tell you, it's because God's merciful. Amen, he's seen Mr. Smith walk by time after time. He wanted to make sure he had plenty of opportunities to preach to, to Brother Thomas and Brother Smith and... And Brother Jones, uh, amen, God didn't want the ark built in one day and judgment fall, but he wanted them to see it day after day uh, and give the preacher a little time to preach. Hey, uh, hey, you know what I'm doing right here. Uh, you see what's going on right here. Uh, and when I get this thing finished, uh, amen, uh, you're going to see some dark clouds in the sky. Amen. Uh, that little creek down by your house, uh, it's going to spring up. Uh, you ain't going to like what's going to happen uh, when I get through with this boat. Uh, If you're still living here, come on, are you thankful for the mercy of God today? After all them years of preaching every day, he had a saw in his hand, you could say, and a microphone in his other hand. I believe he was building and preaching at the same time. I pray to God this message never gets old to people. I pray to God that it always shakes people when they hear stories and they hear the Bible opened up and somebody began to preach, the end of time is upon us. Amen. But Noah preached and he preached and he built and he built and he preached. And at the end, the ark was completed. There was nobody walked in except his whole family. And the Bible says that God 
shut the door. God closed them in. And then judgment began. No people debate, and I'm not here to preach when God is returning. Some people think he's coming at the beginning of the tribulation. Some people think at the middle. Some people think at the end, but just, uh, the, the, I, I don't know. I, I, I just, here's, here's my belief, and you can take it for what it is. If, it's, if we have to go through the tribulation, bless God, I'm going to shout for seven years, and I'm going to get raptured whenever. Amen. But the, the, the scripture that Sister Fernal read, we're not appointed to wrath. I, I, I go by that. We're not appointed unto wrath. And then I read the Bible where God shut the door before judgment began to fall. Amen. God shut the door. Then judgment began to fall. Then the floods became, opened up. The, the springs of the earth opened up and all the water began to come up. Then it began to rain. Amen. And you can imagine what would have happened on a boat that's 450 feet long and, and so 75 feet wide and 45 foot tall loaded with every kind of animal there is and, and a family and food and all this stuff. You can imagine the weight of it. I imagine that it probably had to get three or four or five foot deep of water before that ark was bared up off the earth, before it began to displace enough water that it would float. Amen. And in that time, I'm sure there were doubters uh, that, that had been preached to by Noah. Amen. The flood's coming. Yeah. Amen. And, and no doubt the, the, the ark was still in the neighborhood. Uh, amen. Until the floods got three or four foot tall. Uh, and all of a sudden it probably began to dawn on some of the families. Uh, you know what? I think I heard him preach about this. I think I've heard this message before. Uh, I think I've heard this story. Noah said if we weren't on the inside, we weren't going to survive. Amen. I don't know what's going to happen for the next 40 days. But right now, it's looking like he might have known what he was talking about. Man, when it got up to the waist, you can just imagine the fear of everybody in the neighborhood, everybody on earth, you could say... Amen, we're no doubt banging on the door saying, hey, uh, could we come to one more church service? Uh, Amen, if I could just come to one more altar call, Noah. Amen, I I feel like I could get my heart right, my Lord. I feel like preaching to this church. Uh, Amen, maybe it's just one person in this building. Maybe it's somebody on the internet. I don't have a clue, but I'm being obedient to God Almighty right now. Uh, Amen, there were people beating on the ark saying, Noah, if you'll just open that door one more time, uh, I would like to discuss those scriptures uh, that you were talking about one more time. Uh, Do you have that Bible study? Uh, Maybe we could go over it real fast. I'm starting to think uh, you might have been right about that. When it got several feet deep, that ark began to displace water. And it bared up off the ground and began to drift away. Can you imagine the feeling of watching the thing that would provide your salvation begin to drift out of your grips? My Lord. Amen. 
in the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. But it didn't matter how much crying happened. It don't matter how much repenting happened. It don't matter how many tears were shed. After the door was shut, it was over. The Lord dealt with me yesterday evening. Amen. Walking around in this church. Today, right now, as we speak in this building right now, the door is still open. I'm telling you, it ain't a good time to be delving off into false doctrine. Today ain't the day to be playing around with Jewish white magic. Today is not the day to be playing around with alternative ways to be baptized. You want to make sure you've been down in Jesus' name. You want to make sure that when you were baptized, it was for the remission of your sins. You want to make sure that, uh, amen, that you are on the ark today. Uh, you want to make sure that nobody says, hey, you, come out. Come out. You got the wrong wedding garment on. Imagine being at the wedding and being called out, sent away. Praise God. Help me, Jesus. Lift your hands to the Lord together right now. <laughs> Hallelujah. Bible said, I know thy works. Behold, I have set before thee an open door. And no man can shut it. Everybody say, no man can shut it. Jesus said, no man can come to me except the Father which hath sent me draw him. I'm going to tell you what's happened today. What's before everybody under the sound of my voice is that God has opened a door for you to be saved. This door is only opened by God. And this door can only be shut by God. Which means except God draw you, you can't come. And it also means that whoever disowns you, it does not matter if God's pulling on you. And I want to preach for just a little while that this door is still open. Twenty-four hundred years later, 
After the story of Noah, Jesus stands up and says, Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my word shall not pass away. What is he talking about? He's talking about this world is going to end. Everything that we find comfort in, our, our job, our home, our car, we got everything set up how we like it. Our routine, your routine will end. Your pantry full of food, there'll be a time when it's over. Your economy, your government that you have so much hope in will pass away. There'll be a day when paper becomes the value of paper. Well, your green paper that the government gives you and says this has value. Jesus is saying there'll be a day when you'll realize it don't have value. It's just paper. Amen. Everything will pass away, but the only thing that will remain will be the word of God. Now tell me, what do you want guiding your life? Boy, I feel Jesus in this place. What do you want making your decisions about? Well, I can't come to church today. I got to make an extra $50. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard in my life. $50 ain't worth nothing when judgment begins to fall. God. Come on, help me, church. Come on, I'm preaching to the church right now. Amen, it's time to get the word of God. Hallelujah. He said, but of that day and that hour, talking about the last day, knoweth no man, no, not the angels of heaven, but my Father only. But as the days of Noah were, just like the days of Noah, just like what I just preached about, so shall also the coming of the Son of Man be. For as in the days that were before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage until the day that Noah entered into the ark. You know what the Bible said? They were doing everything except getting on the ark. They were doing everything in the world except getting a prayer life. They were doing every vacation in the world except I hope this is all right. If it ain't, it is all right. Amen. I'm a lot more scared of Jesus than I am of anybody. Amen. What would it profit a man? What would it profit a woman to get a paid for house and a bank account full of money and go to hell? What would it profit you to see the whole world and go to hell because you can't let go of the little thing? Amen. 
Help me, Jesus. The Bible describes the people of Noah's day as Jesus. It said that their thoughts were continually evil. Have you ever seen a day? You young people, y'all don't know even what I'm talking about. But I'm almost 50. When I was a kid, we used to walk the streets. We'd go from this end of town to that end of town. Walking. We didn't have no ID. We were just having fun. We'd walk to the grocery store for our parents. We're not there today. I don't even think I would let my little ones go in that store. Unless I had a guard at the back door, one at the bathroom, one at the front door. Why? Because men's thoughts are continually evil. Praise God. If you can't see it. You need to open your eyes. God help us. Amen. People walked right by the ark being built. And they were curious, but not interested enough to get inside. Man, I'm going to tell you, just like in the days of Noah today, there is a planned judgment that's coming there's also a planned escape that's here and I want to tell you what is happening right now this is the scripture the Lord gave me and I I say also unto thee that thou art Peter upon this rock I will build my church Amen. Praise God. Noah built the old ark. Jesus said, I'm going to build the new one. He said, this is going to be my church. And this is the rock I'm going to build upon. It's the revelation of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. There's a revelation that God was manifest in the flesh. He said, I'm going to build... My church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Just like the water in the old world could not prevail against the ark that Noah built according to the word of God. The gates of hell will not prevail against the church built according to the word of God. Uh, Let me tell you, it makes a difference what church you get connected up to. Help me preach, God. He almost see. The problem is the true church that Jesus is building. Amen. People don't like it. They don't like the way it looks. They don't like the way it's designed. They don't like the way it operates. You become a part of the true church. You become a stranger. 
and a pilgrim. Praise God. Well, it's getting quiet. When you become a part of the real church, this is how you know you're in the ark, is when you're a stranger and a pilgrim. But if you dress like everybody else dresses, and you talk like everybody else talks, and you abuse your body like everybody else abuses theirs, you're not in the real church. But when you get in the real church, you're going to get a new walk. You're going to get a new talk. You're going to get a new wardrobe. You're going to get a new attitude. You're going to get new habits. Hallelujah. When you get into the real church, you're going to get the feeling that you're building a boat when it's never rained before. They say, well, I would witness to people, but they look at me like I'm crazy. That's how you know you're right. When they say things like, I'm almost persuaded. Or when they say things like, come back at a more convenient season. Well, <laughs> praise God. That's how you know you're in the right church. Amen. Praise God. Boy, sure is quiet in the house today. Praise God. I'd rather have 50 people make it to heaven than 5,000 dog paddling beside me. You hear what I'm saying? You hear what I'm saying? We don't need to have church just to have church. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Oh, it's decision time. This is what Jesus said. This is how you get in the ark. He was talking to a man named Nicodemus one day. and He said, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh. And that which is born of the spirit is spirit. Marvel not that I said unto thee, ye must be born again. Everybody say, you got to be born again. You're, you're not in the ark if you're not born again. I, I, I don't care what Joel Osteen told you. I don't care what the televangelist told you. If you're not born again, Jesus said, you're not going to enter into the kingdom of God. If I don't love you, I'll tell you a lie. But if I do love you, I'm going to tell you the truth. Ye must be born again. How? Do I know I'm born again? Well, I'm glad you asked. The Bible said, The wind bloweth where it listeth. That means where it wants to. And thou hearest the sound. The sound of what? You hear the wind blowing. But you cannot tell whence it cometh or when it, where it's coming from, where it's going. So is every one that is born of spirit. Amen. Praise God. Well, 
I'm a born-again Christian. Everybody on the streets is born again. You got to get them unborn again to get them born again. They've all been told they're born again. How do you know you're born again? Well, let's see what the Bible said. It tells us a little story. The wind blows where it wants to. And you hear the sound. That word is phone in the Greek, like where we get phonics from. It means it's a language. You hear the sound thereof. So is everyone that is born of the Spirit. What the Bible is saying, everyone that's born again, if you normally speak English, you ain't going to be speaking English anymore. When the Holy Ghost comes on you, uh, it's going to be Holy Ghost language. Uh, amen. If you normally speak Spanish, uh, you won't be speaking Spanish anymore. You're going to be speaking Holy Ghost. When the Holy Ghost comes up on you, that's how you know you're born again. Praise God. Not because you filled out a church card. I'm so sick of the lies of false prophets and lying to people. Hey, the Bible told us there'd be false prophets. Told them they'd be telling false doctrines. You can't write your name on a card and be born again. You can't put $100 in the basket and be born again. You can't cut the church lawn and be born again. You can't do it by works. Uh, you got to get on an altar. I said you got to get on it. You can't be born again because your daddy was a preacher uh, or because your daddy was a billionaire. Or your daddy was some great singer. To be born again, you got to do it your own self. You got to get on the altar and touch God. Come on, everybody in the house, lift your hands to the Lord. Hallelujah. Feel a burden today. Feel a burden today. He said, Except you're born of the water. And of the Spirit. You cannot enter into the kingdom of God. What is the kingdom of God? Let me tell you what it is in a nutshell. It's the Genesis 6 ark. Jesus said, except you're born of the water. And of the Spirit. That means you got to go down in water. you got to be baptized in His name. We don't believe in holy water. I said we don't believe in holy water where somebody sprinkles it on you and you're blessed. We believe in obedience. And when you're obedient, you walk down in this water uh, and you let somebody call the name of Jesus over you and lean you back uh, and bury you uh, and raise you up again. Uh, it ain't the water. Uh, it's the obedience uh, to the word uh, that washes your sins away. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You gotta be baptized in Jesus' name. Breaks my heart. There's denominations. Don't even believe you got to be baptized anymore. Who come up with that? Somebody voted it in. Somebody, a man voted it in. 
looking for an easier message, looking for an easier way to get more people to come, you're going to be dog paddling with them. Hey, man, you're, you're not smarter than Jesus was. You don't know better than Jesus did. Uh, he said you have to be born uh, of that water. Uh, you... I pray God remove, remove every false prophet this morning. Uh, let truth prevail in our city, uh, in our state, uh, in our world. Hallelujah. Come on, everybody, clap your hands to Jesus. Come on, why don't you just praise him right now that you know truth. Don't you praise him right now. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Man, you got to be born of the water and of the spirit. You got to be baptized in Jesus' name. You have to receive the Holy Ghost. You have to speak in tongues. Say, well, that's, that's more than what they said. Well, it's exactly what they said. Yeah. Amen. You... Praise God. Praise God. Went to a funeral here a while back. Somebody related to somebody. And uh, this guy with a big old black robe on. He had a little thing like this, and he was out by the casket, and he took, dipped the water in it, and slung it on the casket. I sat there, and I thought, what a clown. Did you ever read that in the Bible? You, you don't do it after somebody's dead. We don't sprinkle them while they're alive. God help us. And Jesus said, I'm going to build my church. The gates of hell shall not prevail. And he looked at a man. He said, I'm building it, but I'm going to give you the keys to it. Woo! Jesus is building, but he gave Peter the keys. Praise God. Is anybody excited about the church of the living God? There was nobody as excited about it as that family that was on the ark the day that the ark bore up off the earth. When they felt it. Boy, that would have been a feeling right there. To hear the rain on the outside. Hear the screams on the outside. And then feel the ark bear up. Thank God. Thank God we pitched it on the outside. Thank God we pitched it on the inside. Some people don't like you preaching about pitch on the outside. Some people get mad when you preach about pitch on the inside. I get happy when you're preaching about both. 
I get happy when you preach the Bible. <laughs> hey, whatever it takes to make this thing float, honey. That's what I want to hear. Uh, amen. Uh, the happiest day of your life. This is the R. Can y'all imagine it? Wait, this one's better. There it is. Ain't that beautiful? So it starts raining. You can sleep while it's raining if you got the Holy Ghost. Started raining. They heard the floods coming. And they were still sitting there. But they were doing what God said. And it kept storming. And I don't know how long it took. But the thing just sat there. And the water started to go up the side. But there was a point. Where, where those smart people that do all the math could figure it out. That that thing moved. I'm telling you, there's a day coming. <laughs> they were smiling when they felt that Whew. praise God. Amen. It might have been sad for the people out there, but thank God. Thank God this thing's moving. Telling you, church, there's coming a day where these feet, they're not going to stay on the ground anymore. It's coming a day. It's coming a day when the people that are in the ark are going to be elevated, called away. Just like the people that were doomed to be lost watched as the ark floated away. There'll be people see the rapture. They'll see the graves open up. They'll see the sea give up its dead. They'll see the dust give up. They'll see the most horrific scenes ever. And all of a sudden, after the dead in Christ have risen, we that are alive and remain, that are in the ark, are going to be caught up to meet the Lord. It won't, you don't want it to be a day when you're gossiping about somebody. Yeah. <laughs> You will not want that day to be the day that you're griping about holiness in the church. You don't want that day to be the day that you're contemplating finding an easier route. I'll tell you what you want that day to be. is a day that you went to the altar and got everything out of your spirit. Got all the bitterness out of you. All the hatred out of you. 
I'm telling you how to do that. You want to know how to do that? Every day of your life. Somebody said, you believe in gambling? I don't believe in gambling. I repent every day. I pray every day. Hey, man, get your heart right. Hey, man, get the stuff off your phone that don't belong on it. Get the stuff off your computer that don't belong on it. Don't let it vex your soul. Hey, man, get rid of it if you have to. Get rid of the books that you need to get rid of. Whatever it, whatever it takes to be right. Come on, lift your hands to the Lord right now. Come on, stand together with me. Pray right now. I'm going to quit. Hallelujah. 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 Amen. This is the word the Lord gave me yesterday. Simple as it may seem to you. Right now, the door is still open. Amen. Can we thank the Lord right now? Hey, anybody in this house, anybody in this place, if you got bitterness in your heart, I'm asking you don't leave this church until you get it under the blood. If you've never spoken tongues as the Holy Ghost came, amen, you need to do it before you leave this building. If you've never been baptized in Jesus' name, you don't need to do it until you leave this building. Amen. In the fear of the Lord, today is the day of salvation. While the door is open, come on, prayer warriors, help me pray right now. Come on, church. Come on, you live in a double life. It's time to get rid of the double life. Come on, church, you hear me? It's time to get rid of the double life. Fill it in the Holy Ghost. It's time to get on this ark. Don't let God shut you out. Why don't you let God shut you in? I give you permission, God. Close me in here. God, I don't ever want to be lost. I don't want to miss you, God. Come on, church. I've delivered my heart today. Oh, who is it? Who is it that needs to pray?